What's up, witches? Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Coven Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Munson, aka That Witch from Work. What's up, witches? Welcome back to another Corporate Coven Podcast episode. In this episode, I'm going to be continuing a conversation that I started on my IG stories where I reposted content published by the Harvard Business Review account. And if you're connected with me on my Instagram, then you've seen this already. But if you're new to this, the Harvard Business Review posted a carousel graphic that was about what do you like about your job? And they state, before you look for your next job, you need to understand what works about your current one. And this was really interesting to me, primarily because I have a master's degree in career development, I have worked with people for years now on making career transitions, making career choices that align with their own authentic expression of loving service in the world. I published an ebook called Professional Alchemy, all about ways to like understand your authentic self so you can align your decisions to honor that. So when I saw this post, I was like, ooh, I'm curious to know what the Harvard Business Review is sharing about this. And as I moved through the post and through the carousel, I was like, wow, do they realize that this is exactly what we talk about in vocational astrology? They probably don't. But this is what's so cool. And this is what I love about my work in the corporate coven and as that witch from work is taking what is maybe like witchy, esoteric, you know, astrology is a tool for divination. And I love using it as a tool for personal understanding and discovery. But I love taking that knowledge and that tradition and correlating it to, you could say, like, quote unquote, real world, um, scientifically proven, uh, well-researched theories from like the corporate space, which I do feel like the Harvard Business Review is a very like corporate, non-mystical um organization, if you will. And so I'm going to talk a little bit more about what they shared in the post and how it's connected to vocational astrology. And I'm going to share a little bit about the charts of the individuals who responded and interacted with those stories. All right. So first on the first like carousel slide, um, and I'll link to this post if you guys want to see it, I'll link this in the show notes so you guys can check it out on um, their Instagram. But number one, they say, where do I find the most satisfaction? And they use language like there's day to day work that you do, quote unquote, or like parentheses, the process. And then there's what you achieve as the result of your efforts, parentheses, the outcome. Identify which brings you more joy and look for work that feeds your motivation. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, the day to day work. You know what that sounds like? The sixth house, which is one of the vocational houses. And um, if you don't know what I'm talking about with vocational houses, then you can go to my Instagram. I have made posts about this. I've done like lectures about this. Um, I'm probably going to do like additional podcast episodes, but if you want to learn more about this, the best way to understand the sixth house is to book a reading with me. You can do that on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. So the sixth house, I also refer to this area of the chart as the resume zone, because these are the things that you do every single day. And if you think about writing a really excellent resume, then it it matters less on what your template looks like or what your format is, what font you use. I mean, that does have an impact. 
But what matters most is the bullet point statements and your professional summary, right? It matters most that you are able to be very clear on how you personally go through processes and how you communicate the outcome of those efforts, right? What were the tangible results from um, what you did every single day in your role? And so I'm looking at this and I'm like, where do you find the most satisfaction? Well, what's in the sixth house? This is a big part about career that people don't often think about when they are looking for jobs. They look at salary, which is important. I don't want to come on here and make it sound like what you get paid is irrelevant to you finding joy or contentment at work because it definitely plays into it. But in the sixth house, people don't always think about like, what does my work environment look like? Do I have an open floor plan? Am I, you know, in a cubicle? Do I have an office? Um, you know, how close is food available to me? Uh, you know, am I going to be sitting the majority of the time? What travel is involved? Who am I going to be interacting with on the most regular basis? Right. And so the sixth house is such a critical part in understanding our relationship to satisfaction at work or in the workplace. You could have two individuals where the job title is the exact same and the pay is the exact same. But if the tools that they're using are different, if the um, team that they're working on is different, the way that you're able to manage and take care of your most basic and biological human needs as it fits into your workday is going to have a significant influence on your ability to feel joy, if you will, or for it to feed your motivation. Like you might really like your job and believe in the problems that your company is trying to solve. But if you cannot stand showing up to work, because you just hate the way that you feel when you're there or like some days like I'm so busy I forget to like use the bathroom or something like that like I'm not hydrating it's going to make it really hard to be motivated to go into the office and so straight out the gate where do I find the most satisfaction there's day-to-day work that you do and then there's the uh what you achieve as a result of your efforts you're looking at the sixth house in your natal chart as well as the ruler of the sixth house So some folks mentioned having Scorpio in the sixth house. So Scorpio in the sixth house is going to be wanting to work in environments where it feels like everything that you do is essential or important in some way. And you might have some responsibility over keeping things that would otherwise be confidential or private. And I actually think about healthcare in this instance. And I, this is partly influenced because I know someone who works, um, in healthcare that has Scorpio in the sixth house. Um, and they do, they work on things like they're actually like a surgical tech. So they help with um, handing the surgeon, like the blades and like the scalpels and things like that, which is very Mars, right? Like that sharpness, but they're also having to keep client charts confidential. And if they make an error, it could be a difference of life and death for a patient. And so it's that like critical, essential working on that, which is most important, but also having some element of needing to have a real, expertise in what they are doing um, and needing to be mindful of like what is confidential in the work environment. It's not exclusive. I'm not saying that if you have Scorpio in the sixth, you need to work in healthcare. Again, if you want to understand more about the sixth house, if you have Scorpio there, you want to find Mars in the chart and discover like what is Mars doing and what relationship does Mars have to the sixth house. Someone else mentioned Taurus in the sixth. And so this is going to be looking to Venus in the chart and what are Venus's needs and what is Venus relationship to the sixth house. But in Taurus, this is much more about like the pleasure zone. And it's like, yeah, you can work really hard, but you also don't want to like be overworked. You want to be able to work in environments where maybe you're using your hands or you're engaging your five senses in some way. You want to have a real tangible relationship with the work that you're doing. And it needs to 
be pleasing to you. Like it needs to be comfortable to you. Like maybe there needs to be plants around or, um, you know, textures in the environment that you're working in. Um, think, think about those like more like hedonistic type things with Taurus. Someone else responded that they have Pisces in the sixth house. And that, so this is going to be someone that needs to be, um, able to work in an environment where they can be like a little bit more intuitive in the sense of like, do I feel like this is what I need to be working on right now? And if not, I kind of want the autonomy to flow between my work tasks and to be able to make decisions around what my energy is being called towards right now. And there's going to be a natural, um, healing quality of I'm trying to like, make the world a better place or I'm trying to like solve problems which impact people's emotional well-being on like a really big scale. This individual has Saturn there and so coming into your Saturn return, this is going to be a huge thing for your work, for your work environment and your experience there. You're going to be really either committing to the trajectory that you've been on in your work or you're going to decide that it's not meant for you and it's not what you want to be committed to anymore and you're going to do something else. But there's going to be this like necessity for flow, this drive to be able to be fluid in the way that things are expressed because it's a mutable sign. Saturn coming into a mutable place, especially mutable water, you might actually find that this is the time for you to really put some clear structure and maybe even some boundaries. Like, Think about energetic boundaries. Where do you maybe have too much empathy for the people that you're working for or the people that you're working with? Um, and where do you need to maybe put up some energetic or emotional boundaries? So that way you're not as influenced when things are difficult in the work environment or when you feel challenged. Um, maybe it's about putting structure to your inner world so that way you're less influenced by your external environment, for example. So going back to the Harvard Business Review IG post, their next page on the carousel is number two, where does my work align with my values? Look for the times when your job allows you to achieve what you care about most. And so this is something that I think about of course, with the second house, because the second house is where we really look at things like what are you valuing? Um, what what is valuable to you? And I've talked about this on my IG stories. I have the Nodell value card sort, which I bought because I used it in my master's program and in my internship. And then um, I wanted my own deck. And because I'm a tarot reader and I use cardomancy anyways, I love having an actual card sort that I can use with clients and that I can use with myself. But the second house is where we're really identifying like what is my value and what do I need to live in alignment with what I value. So they use the example of like if you value social good, for example, think about how your work positively impacts others. But this is also where we think about like what do I need to get paid um, and what is like most important to me in terms of how I get a fair exchange for the value that I'm providing to someone else. And in my stories, I also talked about it might be useful to look at the fourth house because the fourth house is where we look at our ancestry, our parents and our grandparents. And so many of us, um, whether we are conscious of it or not, so many of us align with the values that we inherited from our family of origin. Right. And um, we make a lot of career decisions based on what we were taught about the world of work and what we were taught about careers and what we were taught about our relationship to money and things like that. And we are taught those things from our family of origin or from those influential authoritative figures that we experienced in childhood. And so I would say that like definitely the second house and the second house ruler 
but you might also consider looking at the fourth house and you might just naturally consider checking out Venus in the chart. So some people are saying cancer as they responded to my Instagram stories. If you have cancer in the second house, then you want to know what the moon is doing in the chart. Um, but you're going to need to be aware that the nature of your relationship with what you value is going to be phasal. It's going to be cyclical and you might notice an ebb and flow in that. And so you're going to want to be open to being like flexible and how this is interpreted in your life um, and what that looks like. But just what we know about cancer, there's this, this value of taking care of other people. There's this value of maybe even being seen as a leader, someone who is responsible for gathering resources for other people to take care of their most basic human needs. Like, do I have shelter? Do I have connection? Um, am I fed? Am I experiencing pain right now? Um, and those are the types of things that are going to be really important to you. And so when you think about salary negotiation, for example, someone that has cancer in the second house, you're not just looking at the salary. You're not just looking at annual salary or even bonus. You're going to want to look at their benefits package. You're going to want to look at um, if they are doing any type of humanitarian efforts, uh, but specific to the way that you want that to be seen, right? Like you're going to want to have a say in that and you're going to want to be able to initiate some of your own efforts around this um, and be really clear again that you might notice an ebb and flow. Well, like at this time, I really valued my paycheck, but now I'm really valuing that I'm able to work from home, for example. Aquarius in the second house, someone else shared, Aquarius is going to be a lot more concerned with freedom. Um, you know, I want to have access to uh, work in whatever environment makes sense for me. I want to make sure that I have access to like the tools and technology to do my job effectively. I really care about liberation. And so I'm going to want to make sure that my work aligns with my value of authenticity. Like I don't want to work in an environment, for example, that might have a really strict dress code or something like that. Virgo in the second house is actually a pretty tricky one because it's going to be like, you might notice that you have a hard time being really clear on what your values are because you're worried if those values are the right values or if they're the correct values. Like maybe money is a big concern for you, but you also never feel like you have enough money or there's like some serious difficulty in accepting like that value or um, this like might be the person that has a really hard time going into salary negotiation because they're not sure that they're worth it. They're not sure that they're good enough for that. But if you do have Virgo in the second house, then you want to look at where Mercury is in the chart. And for the Aquarius in the second, you're going to want to look at where Saturn is in the chart. I know I'm kind of flying through these, but this is kind of like a random episode that I decided to throw out there in reaction to the Instagram post. And if you want to have a more in-depth understanding of your chart through the vocational houses, then again, I would encourage you to book a reading with me. I actually have a pre-recorded reading that's just the vocational astrology intensive where all I talk about in your chart are the second, the sixth, and now we're going to talk about the 10th house. This is pre-recorded, so we don't have to be available to one another I just record it and then like email it to you um, within two weeks of your booking date. And this is a really affordable option for people. It's really accessible because you don't have to be available and you really only need tech that you can like watch the video. Um, and it's a nice introductory into how I work with the chart from a vocational perspective. So the Harvard Business Review continues on in their carousel post for number three. What do I want to be able to say I've accomplished? In other words, what do you want your legacy to be? And I love I love this because this is the 10th house. We talk about the 10th house with your career, with your social legacy. Um, you know, you could say public image. 
And when I do readings with clients, then a lot of what I'm expressing to them is the relationship that if you do something consistently enough, like every day, for example, which is the sixth house, and you continually receive an exchange for that service you're providing, which is like your income in the second house, when you do that over and over and over again, you build a legacy. You build like this is now how people know you. Go call so-and-so. They're really good at doing this. And if you pay them, they'll do a good job for you too, right? So this becomes your 10th house. And this is where we get the trine between the second, the sixth, and the 10th house, the vocational houses. They're all going to have the same element. So if you're an earth sign rising, you're going to have air in those houses. If you're an air sign rising, you're going to have water in those houses. And on the post from the Harvard Business Review's account, they say, your daily work is building toward a greater sum. What are you proud of so far? And what do you need to do more of to leave behind the legacy you imagine for yourself? And this is just echoing that language that I consistently use with clients when I'm introducing the concept of these vocational houses. So you can just imagine that I'm sitting there scrolling Instagram and I find this post from the Harvard Business Review and I'm just like floored. I'm like blown away of like, this is precisely vocational astrology. And it's not all encompassing. Like I did a reading for a client recently where we were talking about a major career transition that they're coming up on. And we talked, we start like with the midheaven, but then we didn't even really bring in the vocational houses because the nature of their midheaven had a stronger relationship with other areas of the chart. But it's valuable to look at and to understand the vocational houses because regardless of the strength that they're bringing into the chart, regardless of um, like the effort or like the momentum, like they, they still are part of the conversation. They just may not have as much weight or they may not be as noisy as other areas of the chart. Um, and so the energy dedicated to understanding that in a reading is going to be nuanced, which is why I love the vocational astrology intensive because it's introductory and it's important to understand this in your chart, which is why the Harvard Business Review also called out these pieces of your career. If you're trying to make good decisions about what to do next in your career, just know that it's not um, necessarily a one size fit all approach to understanding somebody's chart, which is why being in person and working with an astrologer is going to be the most effective in understanding your own career and what brings you joy or contentment or satisfaction or where you get to drive a great sense of meaning or even potentially explore your sense of purpose in the world. So let's look at the 10th house from some of what my um, community on Instagram has shared. We've got a Sagittarius in the 10th house, so you're going to want to look at where Jupiter is in your chart to get more understanding of this. But Sag in the 10th house is someone who's built a legacy of being um, big and of being maybe even brazen, of being adventurous, someone who is really skilled at getting people really excited or um having like a movement in some way. This is going to be someone who cares a lot about giving back to other people and sharing education or knowledge or, you know, this is like, this is what I've seen in the world. And now this is what I get to share back to you. Um, but it's, you know, it's fire. So it's really like big and it's bright and it's very, very creative. I'm trying to avoid talking about the same sign twice, but you can imagine that like, um, 
you know, oh, I only have so many people responding to my stories. And so depending on the configuration of their chart, we've already kind of talked about all of these signs already. Um, but I'm going to bring up Virgo again, because the person who shared that they had Virgo in the 10th house, this is someone who's going to be um, maybe like a bit more data driven, but definitely concerned with holistic health someone who cares about process improvement. Um, you're going to want to look at where Mercury is in the chart. But the reason why I picked this one is that they said, I have my midheaven in the 10th house. And that's important to call out because when you work in a Placidus system, then the midheaven always begins the 10th house. In a whole sign house system, that's not the case. And so your midheaven may not fall in your 10th house. Your midheaven may fall in the 9th house or the 11th house even. And that's going to provide some nuance into the way that your career is expressed as well. Um, and I think I don't remember if I talked about that in my what's a midheaven episode, but go check out that episode if you want to understand more about like the midheaven and why it's not a, a, always a part of the vocational houses, but definitely has a big influence on your career. I also have my Midheaven special running right now. I don't offer that year round. It's more of like cyclical in nature, but I am offering it at the moment that this um, podcast episode is being published. It's another one of those pre-recorded readings. It's really short, sweet, but we only talk about the Midheaven and the Midheaven ruler in your chart. But for someone who has their midheaven in their 10th house, then you really have the opportunity to explore your sense of meaning and mattering in the world through your career and really through that legacy. So you want to be thoughtful around what are the things that you're doing every single day that is building up towards the greater sum. And ideally, it is something that you feel proud of. You know, I had again, like I had a client reading recently where they're later on in their life, they're actually closer to the point of retirement right now. And um, in making this career decision, I could tell that there was maybe some like, you know, did I make the right choice? Was I doing the right thing? Um, and you could even see, you know, was I expressing my chart energy the way that would have been most beneficial, not only to me, but to the world as well. And they did. And most people always are, whether you're conscious of it or not. But when you're aware of it, you can feel more confident in those decisions that you're making. And it's again, for me, it's all about alignment. How do I align my choices to the most authentic expression of my nature, of my preferences, of what I know about myself to be true and how I am perceived by the world around me? Um, I like to think that our career is really just our opportunity to provide loving service to others. And when we find ourselves engaged in service, we tend to feel happier, right? We tend to feel uh, more engaged in our communities. We tend to have stronger support systems and circles, and that all goes into having a really positive experience in life. And so love the Harvard Business Review account. I enjoy following their content. They've posted a few other things that I'm just like, oh my gosh, astrology. <laughs> like they don't even know, or maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe they have a vocational astrologer working for them or something. But I just thought it was brilliant that they had this post talking about like, you know, if you're looking to make a career change, um, and they even call out like whether that means looking for a new job in the same industry or making a bigger pivot into a new field. It's important to understand what you actually like about your current work and a good framework for you to operate in and identifying what do you like about your current work is to consider those vocational houses, your second house, your sixth house, your 10th house. It's brilliant. I'm fascinated by it. I love it. So 
Um, again, if this is interesting to you, if you're curious to learn more about your chart, then go to my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. Look at my services page and you can see my current offerings. Those pre-recorded readings, I love offering as an introduction to what I do as a vocational astrologer. And it's nice and convenient because we don't have to be like live and available in person. You can watch the recording whenever it makes sense for you. And there's always something more to learn about your chart. I think right now, more than ever, it's really valuable to have this self or this information about yourself, to have this like ability to self-reflect and um, to gain like this deeper sense of understanding because the world of work is so volatile right now and we're really on the cusp of significant changes. If you've worked in industries which are highly regulated, for example, we're noticing that there is a shift in values on who has the ability to regulate and you know, how does insurance or the government or licensing structures or, you know, litigation, how does that influence the way that we engage with one another? We've seen massive strikes happening in um, more like blue collar work environments. And we learned through the great Panini of 2020 that, you know, what we deem to be essential services, we don't pay or reward as if they are essential services. Even industries um, you know, like I work in tech. The tech industry feels very volatile right now. And I remember like going through what was being deemed as the great restructuring, which is such a Saturnian experience. And all of these job seekers coming in with like, you know, demanding really high pay raises and really high salaries are just thinking like this cannot last. This is not sustainable. Employees worked with skeleton or sorry, companies worked with skeleton crews and they're going to realize um, what work can be accomplished with minimal resources and zuckerberg actually came out recently and said something along those lines of like realizing what their teams were able to accomplish having less people and having access to less resources but still having like really successful outcomes and so not planning on bringing back as much headcount as you know what they had before all the layoffs and so when the world of work is so unstable and so volatile and disrupted right now, which I don't think will last forever. I, th I just think that we're on the cusp of a transition. We're just starting to change things. We don't know how AI is really going to be impacting the world of work. Um, we don't really know what food shortages or political unrest is going to do to the world of work, but we know that it's going to be a catalyst for immense change. And so when the world around you is wild and we don't have a lot of control over it what we do have control over is ourselves and the way that we navigate this and when you have such a good understanding of yourself of what you need what you like to do every day to sustain your life and your health what you value and what you need in terms of like what you deem as a fair compensation for the service that you provide and what you want to do consistently enough that it becomes your legacy in the world then it's easier to navigate the uncertainty. It's easier to identify possibilities in work and career, possibilities of that loving expression to the world around you. And you wanna be open to interpretation. This is where I get really turned off whenever I read content that's like, oh, like similar to the beginning of the episode, right? Where I'm like, uh, you know, if you have Scorpio in the sixth house, you should probably work as like a surgical tech. That's not, it's not the case. And it's not as easy as that because the world of work is changing and job titles are changing. And really you want to look at what types of problems do I like solving? What types of activities do I like to do on a daily basis? Because that likely exists in every industry. There's some nuance there. Yeah. But 
it's it's wild that and I talked about this in one of my previous podcast episodes the theory of circumscription and compromise, you immediately eliminate any possibility in your career just because you don't know about it. So now is the time to be curious. Now is the time to be curious about yourself, what you need, what you like, what brings you contentment, what brings you a sense of challenge, what gives you a sense of meaning. Um, what is your relationship to the concept of purpose in this life? And does it have anything to do with your career or how you make money? When you know yourself really, really well, that becomes your anchor. You can become so anchored and rooted in you that it doesn't matter that the rest of the world is volatile. It doesn't matter as much that the rest of the world is changing because you're always going to find opportunities to express yourself and to give loving service to the people around you. And that's that's the magic, right? That's the magic of coexisting and being co-collaborative with your community. So I hope that this podcast episode was interesting. I hope that it was useful. Um, and I hope that you feel as energized and as excited about using astrology as a tool for self-discovery, especially when it comes to your career expression. All right, witches, thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, I'd appreciate any type of rating system that you can give me. Um, if you really loved it, it'd be cool if you shared it on your socials and tagged me in it. And if you want to contribute or collaborate on future episodes, make sure that you're connecting with me on socials. My handle is at thatwitchfromwork on Instagram and TikTok. And make sure that you sign up for my free newsletter, the Corporate Coven newsletter. You can sign up on my website, www.thatwitchfromwork.com. On my website, you can always be in the know of my latest readings and how to get in touch with me. Thank you.